Please be seated. I always love the last line of the gospel reading from today. So with many other similar exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. You brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath, the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. It's classic fire and brimstone preaching from John the Baptist. And yet the gospel writer says, good news. <laughs> and uh, so that, that's the, the, the sort of... Uh, that's the grain of sand that will hopefully become the pearl of my reflections this morning. The good news of all the judgment and the, the day of reckoning that is the day of the Lord. And of course, I've been working with this, the coming of the Messiah, the day of the Lord, as a metaphor for essentially conversion, whether in that big sense of a life conversion where you turn from the, the, the way of death to the way of life, or in the little sense that there, there are little conversions that we all need to continue to work on as people of faith, where there are still parts of our life where we're still hanging on to things that are not God and we need to let go and allow God to take us into a new place. And, and if the coming of Christ it represents that, that birth of the divine in our heart, that, that turn towards the Lord, and John the Baptist represents that voice of conscience or that voice that says there is still stuff where it needs to go, there, you, you still need to turn away. Um, the, the, the Advent 3, there's a shift in tone. There's still those themes that are running like they were last week where you have this judgment and reckoning and so forth. But, but in all of the other readings, as well as that last line, it's a sense that this is actually good news. That yes, there's a lot of pain and there's, there's the burning of the chaff and there's transformation and there's sacrifice, but in the end, it is a good thing. And so the message this morning is without taking anything away from how difficult or demanding this process of transformation is, the, the reminder this week is that it's all totally worth doing. The, um, and so I, I, I'm, I've been aware that I've been doing sort of a hand wave towards what conversion is and why it's a good thing, and I felt like this morning would be the time for me to flesh that out a little bit. And it's hard to do for me particularly because I tend to reject the pat answers um, and I, I need something that I can, um, I can say from the position of experience what it is. And, and, and I, I'm going to have to come at it obliquely because I think it's a mystery. It's not something that you can say, well, you turn your heart to Jesus and everything goes well and you get lots of money and, you know, so on. Uh, prosperity gospel. I'm totally, that's not how it works. You turn to Jesus, your life still sucks sometimes. It, <laughs> You don't escape the, the human condition just because you've turned your heart around. You're still part of it. But what's changed is you and the quality of your experience as you go through the same experience as, everything, as everyone else is precisely what is different. And so uh, I, I, I'm, I'm always reminded of this. I, I had the great privilege of uh, leading a, a big funeral on Friday for my good friend Sandy Boyd. And I've known the Boyds since I came here in 93, close enough. Um, and, uh, and they are dear friends, they are longtime members, they are people of faith, and the whole town showed up. We had about 400 people in here for the service on Friday. Beautiful, beautiful service. And, um, and I do a lot of funerals. And I can tell you, there is, there is no comparison 
between a family that has been a lifelong follower of Jesus and a family for whom this is the first that they're staring the question of death in the face because they've never really looked at questions of religion before. And I deal with these families all the time. And, they, and, and there's, a, there's a, a sense of helplessness and loss and frustration and anger and, and, and just bewilderment in, in so many families for whom religion has always been a question kind of out there for another time. Um, and so then they lose a loved one and all of a sudden they're staring death in the face and they don't know what to make of it. Is this all there is? What, you know, is that it? Um, and when I have the privilege of working with a family that has had an active faith life, there's no less sadness, there's no less loss, there's no less grief. It's all the same, but the emotions are somehow transcended in a deeper sense of everything being right with the universe. That, you know, and I, and I, I hesitate to speak for uh, the Boyds, but I could say that for me, if I were in the position of a member of that family, I would feel that it didn't have to be last week that God took him. I could still be upset or angry or sad about the timing. But in a deep sense, our life is good. And when it's your time, it's your time. And I know that our journey on this earth is temporary and I've come from God and I'm gonna return to God someday. And so there's a deep sense of hope and rightness that undergirds even the, the, the sadness and even the anger in the short, uh, immediate sense. And that's the transformation. That, for me, is the coming of the Lord, the birth of Christ in our heart that changes everything. It is conversion. It is life in the Spirit. It's not that, that all of a sudden your life becomes different, but you become different, and so your experience of life is transformed. And once you make that shift, you can't go back. Um, and so when your question becomes, where is God in all this? All this is experienced differently and therefore becomes different. So that transformation, that, that conversion process is a conversion of the, of the heart on the inside um, which, which changes the experience and it changes the paradigm by which we live, which changes everything. Changes nothing and it changes everything. On the outside it's the same, on the inside it's different. So John the Baptist says, what do we have to do to prepare for this transformation? It's good news. The transformation is awesome. It will change everything for the better. And here's the but. You've got to be ready for it. And the other good news, I don't know if you noticed that, um, that the tax collector and the soldier came asking, okay, what do we have to do? And the ordinary people ask, what do we have to do? There are just some really concrete, practical advice that he gives. And, the, and there's more good news buried in there because he doesn't say you need to be a moral hero. You don't need to be Jamal Khashoggi who gives his life for the sake of journalistic truth. That's not the standard we're reaching for here. It, if, you're, if you just have too much, give a little bit away to those who don't have any. That's it. That's all you have to do. Be generous. If you're a tax collector, just do your job and collect the taxes you're supposed to collect and don't steal money off the top. If you're a soldier, don't threaten and extort people with your power. Just do your job and be satisfied with your pay. Just be decent. And that's all you need to do to prepare the way for Christ to come and start the process of transformation. So the good news is it's actually not that bad. 
Um, if you're looking for perfection, the standards go a little higher. Then you have the young man that says, I've kept all the commandments since my youth, and Jesus says, well, you lack one more thing. Sell all you have, give your money to the poor, then come follow me. Well, that's, that's later. That's later. John the Baptist is, if you just want to make that shift, all you need to do is commit to decency. And, um, uh, and certainly, when I think of the tax collector and the soldier, um, the enforcers of the system, as a person who's read Sun Tzu and uh, Machiavelli, uh, um, I'm really aware of how subversive that is. It sounds simple. Just be decent in public office. And yet, when I look at the way the world is and how public office works, I see how high a standard that really is. If you are, um, if you are deciding what to do about America and China right now, as a Canadian public official, and you just want to be decent, that's not a simple question. Not at all. And so to have that fundamental decency be the standard is hard enough if you're in those types of positions. So, John the Baptist calls us to make the paths straight on the inside, to, to just be decent, just to, open, just to get rid of the stuff where we are, we are getting it wrong. And that opens the door for the true transformation of the heart, which is to our good, which we are the ultimate beneficiaries of conversion, of transformation, of metanoia. Not in the sense that we are somehow taken out of the human condition, but that the human condition is redeemed in our experience. Um, and so when it comes, for example, to the time of our own death or the death of our loved ones, it's transcended, it is transformed. We don't escape death. But our death is not the end, and it's not, um, it's, it's not an insurmountable terror. It is something that is part of a deeper reality that is to our good and is true and beautiful and, um, and worth celebrating and rejoicing. And I think I'm just going to leave it there. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.